Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast. This is episode three, and in each episode we present key habits you can master to raise your score consistently. <clears throat> I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. That's JDLSAT.com. So today's habit is skipping. Basically, doing the questions on your order and not necessarily on the order in which they're presented in the exam. This is one of the most important habits you can cultivate to increase your score. In fact, I will tell you that it was essential to me scoring in the 99th percentile on this exam, and I'm not the only instructor who feels this way. So first, let's talk about why it's important. One, it helps you get the lower hanging fruit in early. Each question's worth one point, so why not prioritize the ones that give you the least resistance and get them in the bag sooner? Two, if you do run out of time, you want to be running out of time on questions that you are having more challenges with rather than the easier ones, the lower hanging fruit. Three, just the process of doing some of those easier questions earlier can get you more comfortable with the material. So that way you'll be in a stronger place when you do the harder questions. This is essential, um, and it's especially true in games. Uh, check out our last episode, episode two, on doing local questions before global. Four, you're not necessarily skipping these forever. In fact, that's the rare exception. You're not quitting. All we're saying is that you skip these questions for now and come back to them later at a more optimal time. So maybe you'll come back and have learned something from another question that would be helpful to you in the question or questions you've originally skipped. Maybe you'll come back and just see the question in a different light. This is what I call fresh eyes. Sometimes you just come back to a question with fresh eyes and that's all you need to see something you didn't see before. Uh, in the meantime, when you do come back, you're already in a better state of mind because you've gotten other questions in the bag, and this one will be extra. So that, can, that attitude can only help you find success in the questions you're coming back to. Uh, again, the last episode was a great example of this, and that was doing local questions before global questions in games. Um, you get many, if not all, of the benefits that I just cited. So if you're not familiar with that question or you need a refresher, go back, listen to episode two. So now let's talk about when to skip. So it can be uh, a specific strategy, for example, local for, for global, like in that last episode, like a specific, like, hey, I'm going to do these question types before others. So again, like the last episode, local before global. And I've got strategies like that across the board in... Um, other sections in reading comp, in LR, of course. Um, we're probably going to discuss more of them in future episodes, so stay tuned. But again, it doesn't have to be a specific strategy like local, local before global in games or some of the ones we'll discuss in, super in, in future episodes. You can skip whenever you notice that you're not making progress. And it might be better to move on to another question when, rather than, as I like to say, uh, throw good time after bad. So let's talk about this a bit more. Overall, when you're getting a significant amount of resistance 
and you're spinning your wheels, as I like to say, on a question. Uh, for example, if you're not making any progress on a question or passage or a game, then maybe it's time to skip. Come back to it later, when maybe you can gain some more traction. But if you're not making progress, again, maybe it's time to skip. And just to clarify, these questions are challenging. I'm not saying that they're not going to be challenging. But, you know, if it's significantly more challenging than it should be, um, it's not uncommon for you to have to reread something or look back a third time on a question. That's fine. But if you made a real effort and you're just not making progress, then it's time to skip. Um, you know, another example a fellow instructor once shared, she said, you know, if I find myself wondering whether I should skip, then it's probably time to skip. And I have to say, that's a nice way to think about it. So if you're thinking there, oh, maybe I should skip, that probably is time to skip. And, um, you know, one thing is, you know, you can always go back. But if you should have skipped and you keep throwing good time after bad and the time keeps adding up and you're spinning your wheels, you'll never get that time back. But again, if you err on skipping too soon, you can always go back. So, again, it's, it's worth pushing your comfort zones and trying this stuff. Um, so, one misconception I'd like to tackle is this concern about needing to get reacquainted to a problem when you do come back to it. A lot of times people don't want to leave a question or even a passage or game because they want to get all the questions done or that specific question done because they're afraid if they come back to it much later, they won't be as familiar with what they need for that question. Let me dispel this misconception right now. Please. Try this skipping thing I'm talking about. Try it. Don't let this concern about, oh, I need to get reacquainted with a question if I come back to it. Hold you back. Um, you will be shocked at how little you need to reacquaint yourself with a question if you skipped it and came back to it. Um, the LSAT requires lots of higher order thinking. And in the process, you actually retain way more information than you realize about a question. I really believe that it won't take you much to get reacquainted with a question. Even if that question is part of a passenger game that you passed 10, 15, 20 minutes ago. And let me say this, any reacquainting you need to do is gonna be minimal. And the trade-off is worth it because you'll have that magic benefit of fresh eyes, as I like to say, where you might catch something you didn't see before. So you, you know, or, or you might have an aha moment because you're not spinning yourself in circles, thinking about the same thing over and over again. And so when you do come back to a question, you'll look at it in a slightly different light, and that can make all the difference. Finally, I need to address this additional misconception, the idea that skipping is quitting. It's so important that I made the title of this episode, Skipping is Not Quitting. One of the hardest things for me to do is to get a student to skip around. And I have a theory about why. I really respect my students. You're on a challenging journey, and it's never for a lack of hard work. People that take the LSAT tend to be driven people. If you want to be an attorney and you want to go to law school, you're a hard worker. So it's not that you're a quitter. That's not the issue. This is not quitting. I have to repeat that over and over again. This is not quitting. But somehow we think if we skip a problem, we're quitting. Again, 
you're not skipping it entirely. Ideally, you're going to come back. And even if you don't get to come back to it, I'd rather you prioritize prioritize those questions. Uh, you're more likely to get right than put all this effort into more challenging questions. But over and over again, this has been one of the hardest habits for me to cultivate in a student because those students unfairly consider some, themselves quitters if they skip around. Listen, you're just doing the questions on the order that you choose. And it's interesting because most students are pretty comfortable with that local before global strategy that I discussed in the last episode or other actual strategies. But even then, you're skipping if you think about it. It's not quitting. You're just doing questions on the order that you choose. And, you know, whenever I talk about this, uh, you know, how skipping is not quitting and the importance of it, I can't help but think of the book Moneyball. Or many of you have seen the movie. Um, and if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to see it or read the book. Um, and it's about the Oakland A's uh, back, I believe it was the late 80s, early 90s, when um, all of a sudden they were sold to a different um, owner or ownership and they didn't have the resources they used to have. And they used some really counterintuitive techniques to be competitive with other teams out there that had way more resources. Um, and the A's general manager, Billy Bean, tries to get his team to do these counterintuitive things that are going to give them the advantage despite not having much money or all these other resources. And one in particular was um, counterintuitive ways to get on base because that's how you win games. And that might mean not swinging at the ball. So you get what's called a walk and that gets you on base, which is critical to winning games. But think about that. Telling a pro baseball player not to swing, that's like telling him to quit, or her to quit, excuse me. That's like telling them to quit. Uh, and the truth is, it was one of the most effective things that Billy Bean could do to get his members uh, to win games, but it was so hard to get them to do it. And there's a scene in the book, uh, excuse me, there's a scene in the movie, and there's certainly a, a lot written about it in the book, where he says to some players, what's with you? You got to do this, and they don't want to do it because it's quitting. Now, eventually, they got with the program, but a lot of players held off and didn't want to do it because they equated not swinging at that ball with quitting. Now, they weren't quitters. They were. They eventually got with the program, and these they did what was counterintuitive but effective to become winners. And it's the same thing. None of my students are quitters. You're not a quitter. I can tell you, if you're taking the LSAT, you tend to be a pretty driven person. This is not quitting. It's doing them, doing the questions on your order. So, again, I really find that a key point to hammer home. This is not quitting, and I want you to think about that. If you have any resistance, it might be that psychological part of you. Let's go, I'm, I'm quitting. You're not quitting. You're just doing the questions on your order. Um, so, again, to reiterate, skipping is not quitting. It is doing the questions on your order. And one of the things I did as a student, because I, I was dealing with this too. I was resistant at first for similar reasons. Um, I wrote on my review sheet. I used to have a review sheet I'd look at before the exam and PTs, which is probably something we'll talk about in future episodes. But I would write on my review sheet, skipping to come back to or skip to come back to. And the reason I called it skip to come back to the longer title rather than the one word skip, was because I wanted to remind myself that it's not necessarily giving up. 
you're ideally coming back to those. And the questions you don't come back to, those are the rare exception. Like we said, I'd rather you prioritize the ones that are the lower hanging fruit. But again, don't think of it as certainly not quitting, but if you want, think of it as skipping to come back to. Or perhaps another way to think of it that I've told some other students, think about it as doing the questions on your order. LSAC can present to you uh, the questions in the order they want you to do them in, especially if you think about that local before global episode. I mean, they don't present, you know, if, if you've listened to that episode and you've, you've gotten some of the benefits out of it, they don't, LSAC does not present those questions to you in the ideal order that you should do them in if you want to be successful. They, you know, they go out of their way not to do that. So if you do the questions in their order, you're playing their game. I mean, if you do them in your order, then you're taking control of this test. And again, when they put them in a certain order, they're, um, I don't know how to put it, but other than like, you know, they're trying to control the way that, that you perceive this test, that you approach this test. And I say, do the questions on your order. Um, that way you take control of this exam. And the thought of it, right, doing it on your order, doing the questions on your order, prioritizing the questions, when you think of it that way, there's no hint, no whiff of quitting, even though skipping is not quitting. So if you want to think of it as, I'm going to do the questions on my order, or I'm going to prioritize the questions the way I, the way I think is most effective, then you're taking control of this exam and you're doing it again on your order. So another way you might want to consider reframing this. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the LSAT Habits Podcast. Please check out my website, jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com. Thank you so much.